Radio. Thanks for tuning in. It's the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show podcast. We're recording this here live on Blog Talk Radio on April 30th. It's a Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, that's Blog Talk Radio. We're a Chicago-based podcast. Topics include local sports. We're big on the Bears. We got the draft coming up next week. Al and I are uh, preparing a heck of a draft show for you next week on the podcast. uh, Pre-draft show, uh, Wednesday night, May 7th, the night before Thursday's primetime NFL draft. Uh, Jason Ferrari is joining us. Uh, Our Bears insider. NFL Bears insider right there. And uh, NFL draft expert, Billy Karras. Nice. Joining us as well. Uh, we're gonna be, they're going to be in studio for that. Billy the Great, only he's not great. Look for that on the next episode of the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. Because tonight we have nothing. Not, not a darn thing. Hey, we have no guests, which means more opportunities to call in. 888-787-4827. 888-787-4827. You can also text us at Al's text line at 773-559-5189. You're listening to episode number 77. Mm-hmm. 77. Yeah, the draft show will be 78. How about that? Well, so would the show after the draft be 79? That is correct. Wow. Uh, 79 was a fantastic year. Some wonderful people came to this year, or came to this year, uh, Earth, back in 1979. Talk about you. Yeah, I was born in 79. So was I. That's my... I was, you were, you were one, I was two. We're children of the 70s. No, I'm the third. There we go, the second straight week where, uh, I I did it. I I nailed it without the, uh, without the music. Very nice. You just let it cut out on me. Yeah. I'm figuring it out. No, you're good. Yeah, it's only taken us 77 episodes to get here. It's going well. And we'd uh, like to thanks for listening on Stitcher. Thanks for listening on iTunes. Available uh, on your iPhone. Stitcher is available on Android and iPhone. At Larcher Lawrence, and he is larger than life. I am. Where's Clark? And we'd like to thank all our listeners, but we couldn't do this without the sponsors. Oh, so the make sponsors. sure you visit our sponsors like Splendor's Salon. In Kirkland, Illinois. Hey, Kirkland, getting a shout out. I, I was there today. Well, not at Splenda, Splendora. I was. I, I didn't make it my way there, but I listen to that dopey Jim Ross's podcast, and uh, he always starts it with a recorded thing. It's the same every time, where he sits there and he blows his sponsors, uh-huh. and it's just obnoxious. Like, I uh, yeah, I get it. Your sponsors are important. They make the show happen, right? But. But he just goes on for He's like three minutes. He's condescending. I, you know I just don't like him. Stone Cold does the same thing with his. I mean, they're all doing it on that Podcast One network. They've got to have sponsors. Well, yeah, but this Stone is how Cold they're trying like, to make money. Hey, listen, I, I open two cans of audio whoop-ass a week, and, you know, uh, I'd like to buy some DVDs. So if you go to Amazon and buy some DVDs for me, I'll be happy. And then it's done. All you got to do is uh, you go to my website and then click on the Amazon link so they know that you came through my website to go there. It helps right. me out. Helps, How come we don't have that scam? Helps pay the, uh, what is it? he calls them, gimmicks. Helps the me gimmicks. pay the gimmicks. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. We should come up with that scam. We should, we should get the Amazon thing Anyway, my, my name is Clark Larson. He is my partner, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third. Pleasure being here with you again this week, Al. Yeah, same as you. I mean, last week you were coming off of that exciting Cubs loss straight yeah, to the studio. Right off that day. No, it was more about the, the first eight innings of that day and uh, the 100-year the celebration. Well, wins and losses don't matter up there right now. You look really sick, and I think it might just be the glare of the screen and the baby blue on the hat. Okay. But, yeah, you look, uh, you look a little sick. I do? A little green. Well, Jesus, I'm sorry, man. I'll do my best. I hope you're not getting the flu or anything. You know what? If you give us a call, you're going to come straight to Al and myself tonight. Uh Lauren, Lauren uh, executive producer there. Normally she's uh, she's there. She she's out tonight. We didn't get anyone to fill in for us tonight, but that's all right. She's on strike. She's protesting. Yeah, she's pro. What what exactly is she protesting? Well, I was in my house and uh, the neighbor was over, and I mentioned something about brides and how I didn't like brides. Did she hear you say this? Well, it, we, uh, apparently it got around, so you know she's uh, she's out. Um, 
Did somebody record that conversation with your permission? No, it was it was it just happened. It, it was just you know now. I mean, even thoughts are punishable. So Th- thoughts thoughts aren't punishable by anything. Uh, thoughts aren't punishable by law. Words are usually not punishable by law as well. So that's how it's going. What what are you alluding to over there, my friend? Hmm. What what are you getting at with uh? With, no, I'm with just saying. Thought? I mean, well, of course, the big sports story this week yeah. is Donald Sterling. Yeah, of course. Uh, he used to be. He used to be. He's an old man, right? And uh, he, he's an old Jewish fellow from Chicago. He's Chicago born. Yeah, right, huh? absolutely. Right. Yeah, just tying it into the show. Out in L.A. Nice, uh, nice Jewish fellow from Chicago. Well, old Jewish people. They they're not very fond of blacks. Um, not not all of them, but some of them. Okay. You know, it's an old school mentality. So this guy, he owns uh, he owns the Clippers. And uh, he's one of the worst owners in the history of basketball. I mean, it, has he been one of the worst owners the entire like time since he's owned him? He bought him what back in 1981. In 30 years, he's made the playoffs twice. Okay, yeah. So the Clippers have always played second fiddle to the Lakers in town. Right. They've um, always been a bad team and a poorly run team in the league. In, yeah, somewhere in the last 10 years, they made a little bit of a run. And then uh, the last couple of years, they got themselves Blake Griffin. They got Chris Paul. This year, they brought in Doc Rivers as the uh, head coach. Right. And uh, they're, they're making a heck of a run this season. Uh, but they, they have a lot of good things going. But he, he was notorious for being a, a racist and a bit of a sleaze. Right. Like, um, it, it, was, it was known around the league. And that, known uh, enough for a black coach to go ahead and take his paycheck. Okay. That he he willingly said, okay, you know what? I know this guy's a racist, but he's going to pay me, and I'm going to go do my job. Is that is that ex- exactly how it went down? Like you've heard Doc Rivers say, hey, I took this job knowing full well that he well was he racist. knew he was a racist. Everybody, according you're, to you're everybody, positive. you're positive that he knew. This. According to everybody, and every okay. story I've heard, it's been said that everybody's known for a long time this guy was a racist. I've heard that it's nothing new to know that that he uh, he was kicking uh, minorities out of his places and he wouldn't rent to them and whatnot. Okay. Lawsuits, so, lawsuits coming down on him. So people knew history. about Elgin Baylor had a thing going on with right. him too, where he had sued him and whatnot. But a lot of times you hear these lawsuits and they just get thrown away and dismissed, especially once you read the article in the media as uh, somebody who got fired and then they're scorned. Like everyone else saw it as the team didn't win. You know, as you were running the team, Elgin Baylor. Well, what they you can't know the severity of the situation unless you're right there. I'm not condemning this broad, and I, I won't even broad. You hear me? Here I go. Am I going to get in trouble for that, Al? Well, uh, it's for, a sexist for, for thought, quite broad? frankly, and I, I really I don't know if I could continue doing a program with a sexist. Well, if you can't, then that's your opinion, and, and you're entitled to that. You can you can walk out of here because I use the term broad. You are perfectly entitled to that. But I would be you, ridiculous. You, you could end the show, and it would be an overreaction. Why would it be an overreaction? You don't think it'd be an overreaction if I left right now because you said broad? Well, you think not, it would be logical? You think not, it would not make for sense? You, not from you, it wouldn't be an overreaction. Well, from anybody. I mean, you you don't uh, you don't think that would be an overreaction? I, I think the term broad. I think I think I'm using using it sarcastically, like it's an old school term, and I think it's hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's hilarious. we need to that needs to be explained, I guess, because I mean, you can't just use the word and expect people to know you're kidding. It's not. It's not about using words. And in fact, I mean, if if we were to sit here and play the the full nine minutes that was released by damn TMZ, he did nothing then, wrong. And then more came by Deadspin. You could sit here. He didn't use. He didn't necessarily use any words that are considered no. offensive. He didn't anybody. use the N word. He but, didn't go Mel no, Gibson. No, but he I have listened to plenty of tapes of people who have been accused of racist. It usually racist isn't about the use of the word. No, it's about taking action it's, it's against about people. How you are. Now you're not going to sit here and, and defend him and say that he. What he said wasn't racist, the way I understand it. Like, you and I had a long conversation about it today. The way I understand it, like, y- you as well would say, yeah, the, the guy is probably a racist. Yeah, I would and, say am those, I right on that? I would say that, yeah, yes, absolutely. And I would okay. say he's not a good guy. Right. And exactly. I would say his history has shown he is a bad person. Okay. I, and I, But bad to an extent that you completely destroy his name, you take an 80-year-old man, and you basically strip him of a 30-year history, and, and you, you shun him completely because of something he said in the privacy of his home. Okay. Um, he, 
First of Again, all, didn't take any name, action against anybody. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the media does everything correct. Uh, they, they, they embellish on it. That's what they do. They need to sell stories. That's how, that's how it works. And that's why the NBA was very careful, right, at, right from the start, to say these alleged comments, these alleged comments. And Adam Silver, the first day, his first statement said, we will give him the benefit that we give to all of our other members of our league. Every member, we give them the benefit of the doubt of a full investigation. Uh-huh. He did the full investigation, came to the conclusion that he said some hurtful things times, on... Times need to roll. He recorded times message in his home. Some very hurtful things. What was very hurtful? First of all, I blame this, this gal, back to my point, the, the gal, it's, I blame her for dragging his name out there, first of all. Okay, like, but she did this purposely, of course, but... With permission. I mean, recording the conversations with permission of Donald Sterling. You've heard this, right? Like, he, he, he allows that because apparently he... I'm not questioning any legality I guess, I guess at any point perfect. in this. Okay. Uh, I'm questioning whether it's a 10 cent... It's a 10 cent... Uh, it's, it's a million dollar punishment right. for a 10 cent crime. Right. You know, you're throwing a guy out. You're shunning an 80-year-old man for opinion. Quite frankly, my grandma... My grandma used to say... She used, to, she used to be the nicest lady in the world, and some black people moved in next door, and she'd be like, oh, the blacks are moving in next door. The land value is going down. And then right. she would cook them a pie and bring it over well, to them. Well, my grandmother would use the term colored, you know, and whatnot. But, but you know. It, Again, same that, age range as this guy, an 80-year-old. Sure. Yeah, sure. So an 80-year-old guy says he doesn't want his wife bringing black people to the game because it, 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 he doesn't want to be associated with that. He said. Never. He said. I don't want you bringing them to my games. Uh huh. And then, and then she says, "But you have they they play for your team. They they coach right. your team. They 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 do that." And he says, "I give them houses. Mm-hmm. I give them this. I give them that." It's it's that mentality of it. It's but awful does. and it's hurtful. But that's what ev- that's it's, most it's bosses' opinion. But yet, don't come and watch my games. Don't come into my stadium. Did he ever ban anybody? It's awful. Did, did he make a public statement saying, "Listen, no, I he, don't want he black said, people do it in at the my privacy thing. of your own home." He's talking. He's in an argument with his wife. No, with 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 a girlfriend. Okay, his well, wife well, was busy doing something. God else. bless him. I wish I taking, taking in the money. His wife was busy taking. God, I wish I was the wife. Yeah. Right now, she's doing. She's got to be all right. And, and so, so they boot him out, and guess who wants to buy the team now? Well, Oprah, Oprah. Winfrey. Yes, yeah, okay. That. So, well, geez, yeah. lovely. Uh, now, I mean, come on. Here's is, the, let me ask you, is the league any less racist today than it was two days ago? Uh, no, no. Did this change the hearts and minds, or did no. this create more hate in the world? No, but I'll tell you what, sitting there and not doing anything, putting a slap on the wrist, suspending him for a little while, yeah. would have caused a lot more hate. In hey, the league. listen. It would have caused a lot more. Not Al, me. Al, I don't, feel that, I don't feel right having two guys actually argue about this. Two oh. of us, we have no idea. We have no idea how hurtful this is. Bullshit. You couldn't know it. Bullshit. You couldn't know how hurtful this is. Bullshit. Tell, tell me how Just because know. I'm a white guy, I can't you know have an opinion on... No, on, it's not about your, your I opinion. I have never... Okay, I'm 300 Are you plus kidding? pounds. Are you kidding me? Are Hold you on. telling me you can, know how, you, you can know how he feels? You can know how 80% of the league feels, how 90% of the league feels. I don't understand it. Go ahead. Go, yeah, go ahead with your argument. I'd like I, just, to I wanted to get my point out on it. Go ahead. I'm fine. So, because I'm white, I can't have an opinion... I have never walked into a bar being 300-plus pounds and had eyes on me and felt uncomfortable or out of place. I have never been called fat. I have never been called names or put in a position where my feelings were hurt by words. Yes, you Bullshit. So why can't I have an opinion? If your boss did that, wouldn't you get upset? If your boss had said the same things and you had heard that, wouldn't you be upset and not want him in his position? If my boss, in the privacy of his own home said, I have a bunch of lazy, fat asses working for me. Right. And somehow this was legally obtained or even legally obtained. Right. But it was completely not broadcast to anybody right. in particular. Okay. And it came to me, I would be pissed, but I would do my job and collect my paycheck. Al, the situations are different, man. Why? I'm going to be honest with you. Why? Like, they are, they are different. They're not different. A guy... How, how do you know for a fact that they are? You can't know that they're not different. Why, what do how you mean? How can you know? No, You've what? never been in that position to know. What's You've your position? You've been in your position. I understand that. I've been discriminated but the position is for the certain same. things as well. I understand. It's not the exact same thing. You're, you're saying that they are the exact same... Then why same did you give me the scenario, Clark? You what's gave that? me the scenario. What scenario? You said, what if your boss said it? 
So you put me in the position, I right. answer it, and then of you course. say I'm not entitled to that because I have you're never... You're the one who brought up the, the scenario in the first place. No, you did. You no. said, what if your boss... You, you, brought, you said that you were in the same exact position as them. You, I you know what it feels like yourself. to be shunned. You are comparing yourself to somebody of a different but race. But these people are. are not being somebody, shunned. You don't know what it's like. Like It's not, it's not that this, person's choice to be here did this guy, in this situation. Did this guy let his feelings at any point change the way he hires people, fires people? Or maintains his business. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. The, no. I, I can't say no to that. I yes, can't you say can, yes unless you no. can prove otherwise. I, no. The burden, uh, it's, it's, you're accusing. So you're I, saying, I'm not accusing. I don't know what he's done. Yeah, he probably, maybe he did this. You're, put, you're putting know, accusations I, I know, out there know, without know, any I know, proof. I know the man's history. And, you know and you history. already brought it up. Like, I, I know, I, I don't, okay. I, saying that I know his history, I don't know. Did he not just hire an African-American coach? What's that? Did he not just hire an African-American coach? Sure did. Well, that's uh, Jesus. And he, and he gave him a house, and he gave him tons of money, and he, he gave him he this, did. and he gave him that. He did. Al? And so, did Jerry, and so did Jerry Reinsdorf, and so does any other owner. So does Mark Cuban. Adam Silver had no other choice than what he made. That was, this, this was it. And he brought the hammer down heavier than I ever thought he could. It was ridiculous I was very surprised. It was I, a ridiculous I punishment disagree. I disagree. for a guy who didn't they're, take they're any action against anybody. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. He's a billionaire. Yeah, and he's going to make more. So a $2.5 so million, dollars, that's like you getting a ticket from the speeding I'm not talking about the money. We it's all know the money's not the issue. We're talking about yeah. him being banned and his name being destroyed completely, here, not by public opinion, but by the little club he's a member of. Here's somewhere where we seriously differ, and it is the fact that you don't, you don't think that these players would have made a bit of difference had Silver... You don't, you don't think that anything would have been a bit different no. had Silver come down. The game would have played. The game would have went on. It's the playoffs. They, in the offseason, I think they might have tried something. But in the season, they would have played. Okay. Even LeBron James was, was asked, and he's like, yeah, I would have made the decision at that time when I was on the court. Right. That's not a guy who wouldn't have. He would okay. have played. Well, I mean, there, there's a thing about integrity and in, in doing what's right for the game. Integrity. The, the Golden State Warriors had met. They had had a long meeting, and they had decided they were going to go through the warm-ups, they were going to do the jump ball, and had Adam Silver not brought down at the what point? Like at what point in any sport? Hold on. At what point in any sport does the general, does the owner of the team represent the team? What sport do you think of when you think of the owner? When I think of the Chicago Bears, I don't think of the McCaskey family. I think Virginia. I don't think of Virginia. I think of, I think of Mike Dicka. I think of Walter Payton. I think of the players and the history. I think of Virginia McCaskey crying and saying that football is life. Saying that. I think of her saying, that is what our life is. When they lose on a week, I, I am upset. I am disappointed. I love my father's game. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about her husband and the kids who, uh, you know, maybe aren't the best of football. The only the team, there's, there's only a couple teams I think of the owner. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Jerry Jones mm-hmm. and Daniel Snyder. Okay. Well, when, when I think about a lot of basketball teams, I, you know, you, you think about the, the buses, the... Uh, the uh, with the Lakers, things like that. I think about Reinsdorf with the, with the. Uh, I think about Reinsdorf here in town with the Bulls and the White Sox. I, I think about the Rickets. I mean, the Rickets are all over. We, well, that's a local. Thing. Okay, so the Rickets maybe, maybe donate money to anti-gay organizations. They do. They do. They're the fair. father does. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know the guy who's running the team doesn't, it's, but the family does. It, it's it's a different situation. Well, why is it different, Clark? You it should is. burn your cu- the Cubs light should be well, dimmed right now. I, I disagree because you this owner I has funded bad things. And these are just opinions. What you're saying and you being this upset that, why, that why is, is an you, opinion? That is your opinion. It's it's not the exact way. It's not the only right way. What you're saying here. Of course, it's that an opinion. It's you, a radio show. That's what I'm doing. I I'm agree. giving an opinion. I agree, but I'm saying that I don't feel that you. Or I have the right to comment on on this story and state our opinion. Why do you keep saying nobody has a right? Okay, then w- let's stop doing the show and let's not comment on anything. No, I, why do I have an, Why do I have the right to to give an opinion on the draft when I'm not a draft expert? I've never been to a combine. I know nothing of the players. Why do I have a right to give an opinion on a team? Why do I have a right to do we're anything? We're to give our opinions, but it, it doesn't mean that it, that it means anything. I I don't know the situation. That's why I I honestly have no idea what it's like to be in the situation of most of the league, of the NBA, okay. to where they have decided that, hey, we're not going to play, to where sponsors are pulling out, causing the league, the league, the league had money. decisions to make. 
they, they had decisions to make. Nobody thinks of the NBA as a racist organization. Not one person. Nobody ever has. Nobody ever will. Maybe back in the day when it was all white people. But nowadays, I mean, it's obviously a very diverse sport. Um, there's ownership. that the, the colors are changing all over the place. And it, it's a great thing to see. It's a great evolution. Man, but to I, force a guy out I just because of a thought opinion. I appreciate is you having your opinion. It's not, it wasn't just a thought. It was hateful words that I could never understand. Okay. That's that's what it was. That's the bottom line. I can never understand. Those if you got words. an opinion, you want to give somebody us a can call. sit there and call me a, a fat hipster because my 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 bill is straight brimmed. But that is not even anywhere similar to what this guy said. Not even close. Eight 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 seven eight seven four eight two seven. Eight 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 seven eight seven four eight two seven is the phone number. You can always text us. Well, a couple other owners who have bad reputations who probably should lose their teams. Dan Snyder of the Redskins. Ziggy Wolf of the Vikings. Okay. Jerry Johnson of the Panthers. I mean, why, tell, tell why, me why. stop with tell, one Tell guy. me why, why should each of those lose their team? Uh, Jerry Richardson's bilking Charlotte's taxpayers for millions of dollars for renovations to a stadium. Threatening if, if to enough, leave town if, if enough people in that league decide that, decides that he needs to go, then he can go. Mm-hmm. Have, is the league upset? Yeah. Is, no, the league, it, is the league really right. pissed? We should, every time there's an outrage, we should, just, we, should, we should cater to the lowest common denominator and, and just do the most extreme things possible, because that's the, the, the world we live in today. Scary. Yeah, dude. Scary. We should legislate people's thoughts. Scary. Downright terrifying. That's everything this country has ever feared. Not actions. If, if this guy went ahead and he said, you know what, I don't think African Americans should come to my stadium. We're doing a white-only day. Well, then this guy should be thrown out of the league. But that's not what happened. Wait. If, if he said we should do it because he went more extreme than what he did. Huh? Because he went well, more no, he extreme had a, than he had he a did. thought where he told his girlfriend, I, I don't think, I don't want you associating with black people, which is disgusting. Well, it was just but a thought. It was just a thought. It was a statement. It's not his way of life. It's no, I think he believes thinks. it. Okay. He, does, he doesn't like that. Right. But he does not prevent anybody from coming to his games. There's no actual law. There's, no, there's nothing that says, hey, black people can't come. He, never, he wasn't at a college campus, and he said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I don't like black people. I'm an old Jewish guy from Chicago. I just, I, I don't like them, and uh, I don't want them at my games. Starting Monday, we're, uh, we're putting a ban on, we're only going to have white-only drinking fountains. Well, then he's a sick prick, and he should, he should be taken out. But to have a thought, I don't know. Folks, thanks so much for listening. It is the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show. Uh, we are on episode, what did we say earlier, 77. 77. Right, right now, 77. Next week is 78, followed by 79. There is a chance if the Feministas take us off the air for Clark saying broad, Oprah might be taking over. Might, this might be on the O network we next week. We can be done. If, if the rest of the, 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 uh, the heads, if, if everyone votes, all members of the Larcher and Lawrence's Sports Show, that, 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 uh, that we should be done for me using the term broad, then so be it. That's what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story. If you if you took a vote of the entire league, of how many people thought that um, that Donald Sterling should be out of the league forever, mm-hmm. I I I would not be surprised if it's a hundred percent. Let me ask you this though. So you, if a hundred percent of the league wants somebody out, shouldn't they be gone? Let me ask you this. You though. watch Survivor. They vote him out. He's gone. That's it. It, it's, a, it's a moot point, whether our opinions are this way or not. It, it's the decision. Can I ask you a question? Yes. If you took the same survey a week ago, wouldn't the majority of the league want Daniel Ster- Sterling out, or whatever the hell the guy's name is? Wouldn't they want him out? Donnie. Donnie Sterling. Donnie. Don't you think the results Old would Donald. be overwhelmingly for him to be kicked out of the league? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. So what he said and what he did really isn't as big of a deal as it is an opportunity to get rid of a bad guy. That's the problem I have, Clark. Okay. That okay. I think they wanted to get rid of him because he's one of the worst owners in the history of the NBA. And they gave him an excuse. And they, he gave them an excuse. This tape came out, and they said, all right, let's crucify him. That's why I'm saying the crime doesn't fit the punishment. But, I, don't, I, I, I don't understand it's just, it's it. It's extreme. Don't you don't think it's an extreme I don't punishment? think he should be allowed near a basketball. I think if there's a basketball near, it should be taken away from him. I'm serious. I just well, I, he's eighty something game, odd years old. I don't think he should be around a basketball a game either. That gives a lot of people out there hope and 
For yes. them to hear words yes. like this, and you would never no. know that situation, man. Like and Our I, black and president doesn't give hope. No, it's removing the old white guy why, why that gives us pre- hope. Why, why, does, why does it matter if, if our president is black? I, I don't understand that either. Because why? It doesn't. That's the point. It doesn't matter. That's where we're at in society right now. It doesn't matter. And it should give people hope it, it matters, that an African-American... It to a lot of people out there, man. But you just said... It, it, it matters. Pick, a, pick one way or the other. What do you mean? It does matter, yeah. It gives people hope. A black guy got elected president. That gives a lot of hope and an obvious sign that this world is changing, this land is changing. Time. It is. It's a and cool it's a wonderful thing. sign of progress. It is. Not removing a guy from office for saying something an 80-year-old, most people in a nursing home say. And it's true. Go to a nursing you, you, home. You want, it, you want it to be laughed off as this old man said some crazy things. If I were the league, I would have said, oh, my God. This is why the world is changing for the better. You see, there was a time in our nation's history when guys like this would have been applauded. Those days are over. This guy is a disgrace. This is not what the league stands and for. And it's time for him to go. And look at the wonderful African-American owners we have. Look at the players that we have. Look at the diversity. Yeah, we got a guy here we don't like. But that's just part of the diversity and the makeup of America and who we are. It, it, it's accepting of everybody. Instead, you just generate more hate and more hatred and more anger for no other reason than just to get this guy out of there. And it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change the league in any way, positive or negative. It's just another story. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I, I don't know that it's a slippery slope where words are something that got a man kicked out of the league and banished. Because that that's a weird thing for me to. to it is a weird. When, when I first heard the story, I I thought that I was like, wow, how they can't do anything about it. That was my thought, was they can't do anything about it. And you probably didn't really become outraged until the the press conference yesterday. Like that's probably when you got you got upset about it. And and don't get me wrong, like I I respect you for your opinion on it. Uh, I just I I completely disagree because of the amount. And, and now I'm like a broken record. But the future, it, it's the amount of hate behind it. it. It had to be done in this instance. It absolutely had to be done in this instance. There are always instances that go above and beyond the general rules of everything, including society, including just all of it, man. I Fif- honestly, I don't know. Fifteen years ago, when I was a dopey young kid... I said racist things. I had racist thoughts. I, it was, it's not who I am. It's not, I'm not going to pretend like I haven't either. Right. I mean, you come from a small town, yeah. primarily white. I mean, yeah. it exists. Racism exists. And <laughs> it's not right. But here it is 15 years later. I'm a completely different guy. I'm a guy that would not... I believe in my fellow man, any race, any color. Right. I believe in humanity. Okay? But now you could go back and you could take my words from 15 years ago and you could destroy me. I don't know if you can. It happened to Paula Dean, didn't it? Yeah. No, you're right. Something she said 10 it years did. ago in a court case came back. Now she still seems it like did. she's racist today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, I mean... It's and a I little bit different with Paula Dean because of that, but... And here's what happens. I agree. Every I, th- time, I think it's about who you are today. Every time this happens, anytime someone throws the word racism around, everybody in the country gets outraged. Everybody says this is terrible. Everybody calls for that person's Whoa. head. Why? And then... Then three months later, it passes by. I bet you Paula Dean still makes a damn good living right now with her followers because oh, they don't care. Definitely. So does that uh, that Duck Dynasty guy. Duck Dynasty. He does fine. Suspended. Next thing you know, he back did, on he the did air because of it. People no respect his opinion it. more. Uh, I miss in the morning. Shout out to my dad. I miss right there. He listens quack, to quack. I miss all the time. Watches him. Uh, the, well, now he's on the Fox Business. The I Man said something about nappy haired uh, hoes. About a ladies' basketball team, and I miss him as a racist. You know, when I listen, is he? According to Howard Stern, he is. When he was saying that, I thought he was being sarcastic, like, against the people who said that stuff. Well, you know, Howard Stern used to work at the same station as Don Imus. You've you've seen the movies. Yeah. Robin Quivers, who's African-American, or black, his, she said that Imus, when, you know, like, she was a nobody and they were working there, Imus definitely called her the N-word. Wow. 
But get that N-word yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's, a, that's people who dislike each other, and there's, it's allegations. I think he's probably I, racist. But you know what? I think Jesse thing, Jackson's yeah. racist, too. Well, he... Jesse Jackson. I knew you knew you'd see him somewhere, and then sure enough, he was interviewed right away on ESPN after it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get tired of seeing Jesse a lot because that, that's all that he's doing. Um, I, I will say this about you, Al. You, um, you you brought up a good point that we should we should be talking about how good our nation has been doing with the subject of racism. Right. Like everybody is understanding now. Like, hey, it, it's like well, not everybody, but it's it's becoming more apparent. That it, it is about who you are as a man and whatnot. I think now, we brought up earlier that as human beings, I brought it up. As human beings, we have this thing where we categorize everybody with something. Yes. And that's where you get stereotypes. And it's not because we're bad people. It's because that is the nature. The, that's human nature. It's, it's animal nature. It's a survival instinct. Right. If I'm walking down the street and there is a man there with, with a scar on his face... You know what I mean? In a dark, in a dark street, I'm going to walk to the other side of the damn street. Am I right? If there's a guy, Does that mean that every man walking down with a scar on his face is going gonna, is gonna to attack me? No, it's not true. But environmental warnings tell you this isn't safe. Same thing if a guy's walking down the street and he's got a teardrop tattoo. Right. I don't care what color he is. You're going to look at that teardrop tattoo and you're going to be like, yeah, well, maybe I should just kind of... I should be in fight or flight mode right now. Yeah. I, I, I need to. I need to take. I need to put the shields up if we were on a, a, a Star Trek bridge. It's one of the reasons that, like people who say I see no color, like don't don't bullshit us. We we all see color. Like I I know somebody who's white. I know somebody who's black. I know I know you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, don't sit here and bullshit me. Just treat somebody with respect until you know who they actually are. I believe that. Home Alone had it best with a neighbor. He was scared as hell of the neighbor, Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Scared as hell of the old neighbor. And then when he finally needed help, what'd that guy do? He came there and he helped. Right. Just saying. The Some, creepy Sometimes guy. your animal yeah. instinct is wrong. It, sometimes there's a dog that had been abused, and I go up to pet it, and it doesn't, it doesn't want me near it. It wants to bite me because, I, because I'm a man. You know what I mean? It's, it's the... The instincts. If I and here's another thing I don't. I, I don't. I'm, I know I'm getting way off subject here. Well, we're having our Oprah we're show this place. week. This in honor of her maybe getting a new NBA franchise. Um, if I said you hate Superman, oh, you what would you say? Bitch. Why are you doing this? Wouldn't you eventually be like, how can you say I hate Superman? I have a Superman tattoo. No, I don't know if I'd get to that point because I <laughs> no because it's. I, having the Superman tattoo isn't about the character Superman. Okay. It, it's not about that. I, I am a big Superman fan. Don't get me wrong. And I, he is the best Superman. So even no matter how hard you were defending yourself, if I'm like, Clark, you really, I know you hate Superman. You wouldn't be like, seriously, dude, look at this. Oh, I'd probably get to that point. Okay. Like, Come on. Well, dude. that's, but it's not, but that's not why I have the tattoo. Well, I'm just making that point because anytime somebody's called a racist. telling the listeners I have a Superman tattoo, by the way. Go on. Everyone knows. Oh. Anytime somebody gets called a racist, their first defense is, well, I have black friends, and then they're mocked for saying that. Yeah. But it's, that's the natural defense to anything. Right. Like, uh, are you gonna, can we compare it to anything in life? Pretty like much. Because of the natural defense? Like, I, I hate all Segway. I hate all Segways downtown. Yeah. And then I say, well, there's a couple of companies that are really screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Not mine. No, of course not. I mean, that, Never it's a different level. I mean, Al, it's like I said, there's a reason that people get so upset about it. And there's got to be. But the, the reason prob- why people are so upset about race and why I, why, why the, people, why, why I, I'm not qualified to make complete judgments on it. I am allowed to my, my opinion on it. Unless you're in that situation. But you're not a judge. So you can have an opinion and you can... Make an observation. You can broadcast your opinion. You're not a judge, so you don't need all the information. Our judicial system is set up to where hopefully they pick the best candidates to to uh, to be in the jury. Am I correct? And that's why we have a jury. That's why you have all of the peers, so that everybody is covered in that. Al, that's why all of them are there, and. There's people of, of all different races and all different types and all different job, uh, you know, people who work all different jobs, different uh, 
classes when it comes to the working class, when it different um, the upper class, the lower class, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's why you want a voice from all of the people. Well, if all of the people in the EBA say that Donald Sterling needs to go, then he has to go. I, I'm just looking. I agree. Okay, I'll agree with you. No, you but don't no, have to agree. I'm looking at a Forbes magazine article here from uh, 2012, and the Forbes, a reputable organization, says the, the, uh, the article is, Meet the Billionaire Ricketts Family. Dad plans anti-Obama attack while gay daughter fundraises for press. That's when Rom got pissed at him. And it, uh, it says basically here he was race baiting, and he called the president a metrosexual black Abe Lincoln. You know what? This is, this is disgusting. This is, this is racist. And quite frankly, I cannot associate myself with any organization that would allow that man to run and filter money to get that him out organization. Of the and do not they put a team in get, that stadium. They need to tear down Wrigley Field and make it a parking lot. You know what? They should make the, They should turn Wrigley Field into a cultural a center. It should be for all open people. People could come and share in their cultural experiences. I think that would be beautiful. Rahm Emanuel, if you're listening to the Larcher and Lawrenson podcast, which God knows you are, Go ahead. Son of a gun. Sign it up. Let's turn Wrigley Field into a cultural center. Wow. Maybe Wrigley Field would be the perfect place for the Obama line. No problem. I think that would be awesome. So the, the Bulls are done. They, they sucked it up. Nobody noticed because of the whole, uh, the whole thing going wow. on in the news. People forgot that, well, we're, the Bulls lost. We're finally there to the Bulls. Um, I predicted at the beginning of the season. I said and you I know, said they're going to lose. I know you say my opinion. What did you say at the beginning of the I season? I said did this team they're going to lose. Is going to play hard in the play. They're going to play hard in the season. They're going to make everybody believe in them, and then they're going to suck ass when it counts in the playoffs. And old, old wise one. There what he happened? Is. Old Archer getting it done, getting it correct. I, I have. You know what? My balls are made of crystal, and every morning I rub them until I get the future, and I got the future on this one. Jesus, like you do the rubbing. I, I, I will never have to do no, that. No, 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 no. I rubbed my balls this morning, and I believe the Bears are to make the playoffs. What a tough season, but did you hear this morning? Did you hear, did you hear what went on in Bulls news this morning? Looking to trade Carlos Boozer before looking at the amnesty. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he won't be a Bull either way. Um, who's going to take him? That, that's the issue there. He finally got to play last night, Al. He, he, got, uh, he got to play the fourth quarter because Taj, ooh. Al, have you ever seen an injury in sports? It's yeah. never fun. No, they're gross. Like, the ankle went on Taj, and it was just bad last night. And things were already rough, and that nene, 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 I forget how they pronounce the damn thing. But it always just bothers the shit out of me. Uh, anyway, yeah, Taj's ankle went down. Nene's dominating as he did the, the whole series. Even, even the game when he was out, he still dominated. But what I was getting at with this morning, hold on, write it down or something, was uh, Derek Rose. Full contact, one-on-one this morning. <sighs> well, actually, that's what I just wanted to say. Not to throw back to what we were just talking about, but my favorite meme uh-huh. of the whole thing, I, I think I saw it on I your friend it. Brent's wall, was yeah. uh, Daniel Stern, or whatever the hell the guy's name. What's the racist Dan- guy's name? Back to Home Alone. Daniel Stern was one oh. of the robbers, the Wet Bandits. What, what's the racist guy's name? Um, David... No. Sterling. David Stern was the old commissioner of the league. Yeah. You're, you're close. It's all S names. That's the problem. I Earlier sh- in a post, I called Adam Silver, Nate Silver, and he was that numbers guy. Mm-hmm. Donald Sterling. Okay. Donald Sterling is going to return to the NBA before Derrick Rose. That's where the post was. Wow. And uh, it's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. Well. Rose will be back next season. It just depends on um, what level. You, you can't. I said it a few weeks ago, a few months ago, after he got hurt again. And one thing is, you saw where he has been out the longest of anyone for a meniscus tear. Like, nobody has ever been out as long as he was, but it was based on last season yeah. that they had to keep him out. And for that, that goes on media, right? Media who pumps up the fans, who gets that going, and everybody, the hate Derrick Rose thing. You know what? The guy, the guy got hurt. So be it. People get upset because he's making millions of dollars. Well, that was the contract yeah, sign. Yeah, I don't get upset about that. That's the contract sign. That's what it is. He made a lot of money from Adidas. And now when he comes back, you've got a guy like Joe Kim Noah who stepped up to the plate. The, the dang trade, I think. Who sucked ass in the playoffs. I, oh, he, he, didn't, he didn't get it done. He, no. he, he, uh, he fell off. He got that award and then fell off. You know what? That Nene guy is, 
He's all he's cracked up to be. The Washington Wizards were a better team. That's all there was to it. They were a better team. You heard people say that the Bulls were winded, that Tom Thibodeau plays his players too much. That may be true, but when it comes down to it, they weren't as good as the Wizards. They outplayed themselves this season. Like you said, I don't want to get thrown off the air in the future, and I don't want these to come back and haunt me. But oh boy. just like the French to roll over, they get their award, and then the playoffs come, and the real fight begins, and then look at it. They just roll over. Again, if you've tried to call, which I'm sure you have, either that or the phone lines are down, maybe we didn't catch it because um, Lauren had other, other uh, opportunities, or not opportunities, she had other obligations tonight that she needed to attend to, so... We weren't able to do it. Oh, and, and by the way, if you, uh, if you had tuned in tonight because you, you had caught that uh, Cole Miller, UFC fighter Cole Miller was going to be on, and uh, Cliff Hagerman of Boudin Jiu-Jitsu, uh, un, un, uh, unforeseen events happened to keep them off, but we promised to get them back in the next two to three weeks. We're going to have Cole on before his next fight. Cole recently signed again, Al. I don't know if you caught it. I did. I he signed a, uh, a, a new four-fight uh, four uh, contract with the UFC. Nice. Yeah, it's good. So we'll get Cole back. It's always great to have him on. You were talking about the uh, Ninja Turtles pre-show in your WWE game. Yeah. Can't, can't wait to hear his opinion on that. They're, they are taking over the WWE, the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah, Cole, I hope you're doing well. Cliff, hope you are as well. Yeah. Uh, Thoughts yeah, and prayers. Definitely. Back to the Bulls. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this offseason. There's a lot to do. Taj is really coming into his own. People are saying you should trade him. But it sounded to me like... Last night, Thibodeau mentioned a few key players. Derek Rose, of course, Joe Kim Noah, and, and Taj Gibson. And it sounds like that's who it is. Uh, I can't say enough about Kirk Heinrich coming back the last couple seasons and uh, his dedication to the team. DJ Augustine performed better than anyone could have ever asked uh, once they picked him up after he'd been dropped by the Raptors. Uh, all, all respects to him. He's probably going to make a lot of money, and it's going to be just... It's going to be uh, kind of similar to the Nate Robinson thing from last year. I don't know if it's going to be with the Bulls. Yeah. But you, you have to keep going with Derrick Rose. I saw, I saw comments on one of the local uh, like Comcast earlier today mentioning it, and they said, get rid of Rose, get rid of Rose. Well, they can't drop him. They no. can't trade him. He doesn't have, have any value. For what, right. You have to you try to get the best out of him right now. You are paying him a lot of money. You'll probably never get the value out of him that you paid which is the issue with contracts in sports today. Al, I want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks for a minute. Oh, yeah. There's uh, one there's... sports team that's getting it done. Finally a positive. I'll tell you what, that, um, the Game 5 goal from Jonathan Taves whew, threaded the needle there on the right side, got it done, and then Game 6, they open it up in the third period and just let the goals go. Uh, the thing that they're waiting for right now is, is it the avalanche? Or is it the Wild? Is it the Avalanche or the Wild? I think the team probably is, is kind of hoping for the Wild, not necessarily because it'll be an easier match, but just it's a little closer to travel to. Yeah. You know? Well, one uh, gives us home ice, the other one doesn't. That is, that's probably it. And Avalanche yeah. dominated us in regular season, so that's yeah. something no, to consider. You're correct. I, the other night I, I caught the end of the, uh, the game where the Wild ended up winning to tie it up at 3-3. Three to three. And, uh, Al, they were up 3-2. to two with three minutes to go, and it's really early. I know you and I are novices to the hockey world when mm-hmm. it comes down to the technical aspects of it, but three minutes is really early to pull your goalie, and the Avalanche did. And with about a minute and a half left, the Wild scored. So they're up by two goals. The Avalanche pulled their goalie again. The Wild scored another empty netter. Five to two, they win. They're heading back to Colorado. And tonight at 8.30 our time here, Central Standard Time in Chicago, that's where it'll be decided. And then, we don't know. Uh, they could be playing a game on, uh, I think that was wedding pictures on that thumb drive. I, I don't know, something like that. Uh, they could be playing the game uh, either, I'm guessing that if it's, if it's away in Colorado, I don't know, it's either going to be Friday or Saturday. I don't know. That's going to be game one of the second round. And the Blackhawks are playing pretty damn good, losing the first two games. Yeah, it was a scary start. Remember the big hit? Yeah. The Seabrook hit? Oh, yeah. You forget. Can you call it the turnaround? Of the series? Because oh. that happened in game two when they lost it. Bakesy, Baxy, whatever we can figure out his name Bacchus. is. Bacchus. Uh, out for the next two games. The, the Ice Hawks were... The Ice Hawks. <laughs> Mixing up the, uh, the old Rockford team there. The, uh-huh. the minor league club. The Ice Hawks. That's what I think they should change the name to out in Rockford. Don't, tell, don't tell our Rockford friends that because they'll get pissed. It's the Ice Hogs. What is an Ice Hog? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway. Uh, well, I, I, I think I think I think they can win this series and I, they can get it back to the Western Conference Finals. I and think anything's possible. A wise wrestler once said. A wise wrestler once said. To be the man, you got to beat the man. He also made a surprise turn on Evolution the other night. Scary. But what else did he say? Uh, don't, don't throw stones at glass houses. I don't know. Woo! This watch, my friend, is worth more than your entire house. The limousine riding, jet flying. Ric Flair, of Wine and dining. Um, it was on the other night when Ric Flair came in, and I heard Lauren. You, you'd like this. Uh, <laughs> Lauren goes, is that why Al always makes that sound? <laughs> it is, yeah. And I said, yes, darling. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. The goodness. best thing I ever Glad saw. Him do it. When you go to see wrestling, and you might, you're from a small town, so you might be able to. They were just in Rockford the other night. Friends from home had like fourth row at a house show. The Shield was there. I saw, I saw the WWE in Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh-huh. And it was a half sold out crowd. It was like a Sunday. Nobody cared. Ric Flair was there. And yes. so different than when he's on TV. Oh, he probably didn't give a shit. No, he was in a tag team match. Oh, he gave a shit. He was in a tag team match. And, like, the guys in the ring, I don't even know who he was wrestling with. But they were in the ring. Flair's on the apron. And he's like, how do you like that one, fatso? Woo! Just, like, staring he'd at like, somebody in the crowd? He'd look at somebody in the crowd. He'd be like, hey, fuck you and your mother. Woo! And then he'd strut across the ring and... Because like he he's not on TV. Ripping the crowd. You know what? Vince wouldn't allow that right now. Vince wouldn't. With the PG movement, he's trying to get yeah. the younger fans. Younger fans and even, even the fans that can't afford to go to your Monday Night Raws, the TV yeah. shows. You know the house shows are cheaper. Yeah. You know that. He's not allowing that there because Vince McMahon says, I want my product. The people who I want to come watch it and support my people here, I want to make them happy. Which isn't very different from what the commissioner of the NBA is doing right but now. But you know when your boss isn't around, things are a little more lax. Things are different. So you should be able to have those thoughts and say those things now. What things? You should be able to have all kinds of thoughts and say what I think Ric Flair should still be able to swear in live house shows, if that's what you're asking me. He, yes. Well, that's, I think that, if he's in Rockford, he should be able that's to. That's why he's making appearances in the San Francisco locker room, because somebody was giving him money or somebody flew in there or something. Flair's, Flair's one of them who's doing pretty rough, just like uh, all of the rest of them. You've heard that, right? What, money-wise? Or? Yeah. Yeah. They had a Deadspin. I think it was Deadspin. They had, like, the top ten richest wrestlers. Okay. And neither Ric Flair nor Hulk Hogan are in that top ten list. Something to think about. On top ten favorite wrestlers? Top ten richest wrestlers. Hulk Hogan's not there, huh? Not in it. I'll be damned. Divorces, lawsuits, the way he's lived his life and spent. Ah, yeah. Ric Flair, the same thing. Yeah, no, that'll do it. That'll definitely do it. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, we, we should probably talk about next week's show with the, uh, the draft preview. I'm, I'm damn excited to get there. I'm damn excited for the draft to finally happen because that may happen then. There's going to be some more off-season workouts shortly after that. The, the rookie mini camps will be happening now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, July 24th, they announced it. Bourbon A opens up. Do you want to go down early or do you want to go down in the middle? Well, we should definitely, uh, we should definitely uh, go down. I, yeah. I would say early. Can, middle. can Let's you do a weekday? I'm going to have a lot of trouble doing a weekend at th- this season. Yeah, if we talk about can it. We, can we make a decision early on? And If you commit to it. I, I will, I will Because commit. you, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'll be like, all right, Clark, yeah, I'll no, take the day right. off. And then you'll be like, oh, I got to get back because I got to give Lauren a back massage and then I got to run karaoke and then I got to go uh, change the oil on a Segway. You'll be happy to know that I've realized the bullshit in my ways and uh-huh. I've realized how my actions such as that affect others. And, and my apologies that wow. that has happened in the past. You're very enlightened. Too. I want you to know that. I'm, I'm dead serious. If we make a plan, if, 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 I, if you were to take a day off work, I, I would understand that. Okay. Like, well, I, then let's I'm do serious. It. Like I, I would know that. Here's the thing: I could also take off a weekend as well, mm-hmm. if, if need be. It's just I know it's a little quieter down there on the weekdays. I, see, I like going the during the week. Getting down there is pretty, yeah. pretty good. No, I like going during the week. So can, that's fine. I can buy my training camp hat a little quicker right. than I can on another day of the week. But yeah, I went last year separately from you, if you recall. I went on Ladies' Day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Obviously, very fitting, very appropriate. Very, which Ladies' Day was a weekday. 
Normally, I'm, I'm guessing Tuesdays are probably a slow day, so they're going to have more gimmicks on those days and whatnot. Uh, should we give them a call and see if we can get a tent down there? Our rival stations all have tents. I think so. I think we I should think set up the large – we'll have a little pop tent. I don't know. I, I said broad earlier. Maybe we might not have a – I could bring my Burning Man tent down there. Could you? Yeah, it's a little dusty, but, uh, you know, we'll have fun. I don't want you to commit to that yet until we nail down a date, and then I can promise you, because I don't want to, dis- I don't want to be that guy. Okay. Well, well, we'll worry about that in a couple months. Yeah. This is from GiveMeSport.com. It's written by Philippa Hopwood, and they compose the top ten richest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, who, who's the top ten? Can you, what, what do you think? Okay, um, the top ten richest wrestlers of all time. Does it include money made only from the WWE? No. Or from wrestling? Okay, it's, then The Rock. The Rock would be, I believe, number, number one. one. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, John Cena. John Cena is number three. Okay. Um, wow. And you say it, it, it includes, like, people who... Have gone up and down and back and forth and whatnot. The Undertaker's probably up there. Undertaker's number nine. Too. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, his his earnings are around sixteen million. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is number eight. He's at seventeen million. Steve Austin has had a lot of divorces. Steve Austin is also extremely cheap. Is he? His estimated net worth, and by the way, he was the top guy during the richest period in wrestling. He's at forty-five million dollars. You know what's crazy? I bet, Rock is at 70. I bet none of those WCW guys. Maybe Sting. Nope. No. No, none of them. Guys from WCW made the list. Well, okay, I'll just give it to you now. Yeah, let's roll. Uh, I did all right. You did fine. Yeah. Rock, number one. Austin, number two. Rock, again, 70 million, 45. Cena, 35. Triple H, 25. But the caveat there, the dude has so much stock in the company right now. Wait, where's he at? 25 mil. Okay. He's what, fourth. What number? Fourth, yeah. Hey, uh, Triple H, you mentioned uh, that maybe they'd be thinking about selling, like Vince would think about selling, because the kids wouldn't have what he has. Is Triple H proven his worth? Well, I that, mean, is it giving it to George McCaskey? Is that what's going on? Is it George Hallis giving the franchise to er, to George McCaskey? The, the you know pro- what I mean? I do. The problem, the problem the WWF faces in the future, or the WWE faces in the future is Vince McMahon is an old man. He's, I think he's in his 70s now. And it is, not, it, is not a, it is not a mom and pop shop. It's a publicly traded company with stock and a board of tr- trustees. It's a corporation. Oh, yeah. So to hand it over to somebody who doesn't necessarily understand actual business could be dangerous. So there's... And, and I'm sure Vince wants to protect this world he's created. Right. So you sell it to somebody like, let's say, Time Warner. That would never happen because of the past. But you sell it to somebody who's a media corporate, CBS, for example. Right. Then the concern there is, well, does CBS utilize it properly or do they just kind of let it fade away? So it, it, it's a tough question. Uh, Triple H is number four. Big Show is number fi- uh, five with $20 million. Kurt Angle, big show. twenty million. Yeah, Big Show. Big Show makes a lot of money. He's a big dude. They pay well. Kurt Angle. He got himself into a little bit of trouble there, and he's been down. He was down in that uh, TNA. I just, yeah. I didn't figure that many people were still making money there. But uh, the doors are open. They think that Angle will be back in the WWE soon. Because I, I think at some I think point he's he done down too. there. What about his brother when they did the old switcheroo? Do you remember that? No, I don't. I couldn't believe like it. Like an Eric Angle or something? Yeah. When they said that uh, Evolution, the four of them, hadn't been in the ring together as Evolution the other night when Flair did the surprise twist. Yeah. Um, they said that uh, they hadn't been in the ring together for 10 years. Yeah. I didn't realize that Evolution was that old. It was new. Right. When I left wrestling, it was Evolution new. was like... Yeah, it was the thing. Um, number seven, kind of surprise, kind of not, also a musician... Chris Jericho, and then under t- then uh, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and last but not least is Mick Foley, fifteen mil. So Mick's done well, author of uh, a couple best selling books. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, you said Shawn Michaels, and then uh, Taker, right? Yeah, Taker was there. Uh, wait, there was another one right there at the end that caught me off guard. Jericho. Yeah, Jericho. You mentioned his music. Is he making that much money off of Fozzie? I think Fozzie does all right. I See, think it has a following. And you mentioned that Austin is still doing pretty well. I, what surprises me there is the podcast makes it seem, and, and him doing like the, uh, the reality stuff makes it seem like he's struggling, but 
Really, he's just finding the places where he can make money. If he's you a smart listen, businessman. If you listen to his podcast, you understand he's an extremely cheap guy. Okay. You know what I mean? He like he loves his truck. He's a total country boy. He loves his truck. He, yeah. You know, he's got his things, but he's not buying the expensive toilet paper. Steve Austin's wiping his ass with uh, the one grainy fly? stick. Who's, who wipes? Al, there's one place that you never make, and maybe that's why I don't have money. Exactly. But you do not, you do not save money at the toilet paper. Yeah, a lot of people that's, do. No, that is a dumb thing to do. It's awful. It's something you do every day, and it makes you feel like a better human being. That's what I'm getting at. Hey, uh, Jamie Swinston, are you familiar with who he is? Mm-hmm. Uh, he has yeah. been suspended by the Florida State oh. baseball team. For stealing crab legs. There it is. Stealing crab legs. Um, he is under investigation um, right now because he walked out with crab legs and maybe some other type of sauce or something. Al? The first instinct is to think we got to pay these players so they can afford their crab legs. He told the cops that he got home and he didn't realize it. That's what he had said to him, Al. He had said that he had gotten home and he didn't realize that he that he had uh, he got home and he didn't realize uh-huh. that, that he had um, <laughs> that he had come home with those things. It happens, didn't he Kramer? So my thing is. Maybe maybe we should pay these college athletes so they can afford their crab legs. But didn't Kramer have the same uh, situation in an episode of Seinfeld? Are you talking about Kramer or the Michael Richards? I'm talking about Kramer. Okay. All right. Speaking of racists, the, since it's the subject of the show, I think Michael Richards may, is an appropriate mention. It's crazy. Because, as I said earlier, it's not necessarily the words that make somebody a racist. We don't have a lot of time. So I, I don't know if Michael Richards is a racist. We don't have a lot of time left, so let me just uh, – one football story for you because I think it. it's interesting. Well, it, it leads into next week. This is out of the Orlando – right, next week's going to be all football. This is uh, out of the Orlando Sentinel. It's by Mike uh, Bianchi, who is a Hall of Fame football player, who asks the question, and a fair question, 10 years ago, this week, we lost Pat Tillman. Of course, safety for the uh, – yeah. Arizona Cardinals, uh, we lost him while he was serving our country. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? In the NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah. Well, because he he didn't play football. But he represented, he walked away from a million dollar contract in professional football to do his American duties, which the league definitely utilized and promoted. That's something to think about. Do you, do you? Is it a slap in the face to put him in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. No? Could it be, though? Like, do you understand why it could be? Yeah. Now, like, it's just saying, oh, we're going to put you in because of this, in this Hall of Fame. I think, I mean, he, he got the Purple Heart, right? Peter King of the Sports Illustrated brings up what you're saying. I think football players and coaches and executives should be in the Hall of Fame for what they accomplish as football players and coaches and executives, not for anything else. Okay, but uh, the, but then again, I think the NFL, his image and who he was, and made him out to be you know a hero, and and he was a hero, and I do think maybe he should be in the Hall of Fame. I I think it's it, he's worthy yeah, of it. Ah, probably. I I mean, what he did was beyond what you could ask for any other American. I mean, to to do what he did, the way that he left. I wish that, that the death would have han- been handled differently when it happened, but it doesn't change. It doesn't change. And he did die while serving our country and, and fighting for our country. He left literally after one of the darkest days in America's history and joined because of it. Hall of Famer Chuck Bedn- Bednarik says, he's the end of the line, the last of his kind. The professional athletes today are pussycats. They make too much damn money to fight for their country. You'll never see another one like Pat yeah. Tillman. But they've been saying that. They, they said that back in the day when, when you and I were kids. Our, our parents said they, they don't make them like they used to. Ted Williams went and fought for his country for five years. Sure. You know, things like that. Um, but it is worth saying we've been attacked in our lifetime, a terrorist attack, and only one person left a high-paying sports job to go serve for his country, and that was Pat Tillman. Yeah, you're right. I... I give him I give him a lot of credit for that. I re, I really do. 
All Thanks, right. guys. That's a live show. That's Clark Lawrence, and I'm Al Archer. Stay tuned. Overtime. Early Monday morning to Friday at 5, man, I work, 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 but I don't climb, climb, climb. Boss man, you're bad overtime. Up you can. All I want to do is put a drink in my hand. I need a drink after this one. Is this Neil McCoy? No, that's a great guess. Oh, wait. Oh. It, you're you're about 20 years early. But oh, you got to do is have a drink in my. It's amazing that you bring that point up. I'm going to start our overtime on on this note uh-huh. because um, uh, Neil McCoy had a song like that went like, "All you got to do is just give me that wang or something the wank. like yeah. wank." Instead of drink, he said wank. When I was a kid, I thought it was wang, but it's wink. Yeah, wink. No, all you got to do is just give me Tracy that Tracy Bird? No, this is like four or five years old. No. Three, four years old. No. If that. No. Yeah. No. This is early 90s, late 90s. Other songs from him on, off of this album include Keep On, Like Jesus Does, Homeboy, Hung Over and Hard Up, Country Music Jesus, Springsteen is on this album as well. A young man by the name of Eric Church. Yeah, this is this isn't that's not the This is Eric Church. But it, it's it's a remake of Give Me That Wink, right? No, no. I'm Because when sure. I first heard it I thought the same thing and then my young lady friend she covered it a little different. Why do I know the lyrics? That's Eric Church. Because this song plays everywhere. This song is at every if if you've been to a bar and they have any bit of country music on it. This is something you're going to hear. Yeah, no, you're right. This is a song co-written and recorded by American country artist Eric Church. He, he co-wrote it. Wow. But it's, it sounds exactly like the Wang thing. I'm going to find the Give Me the Wang thing, and we're going to play Can it in a minute. Can you pull it up on YouTube right now? Yeah, of course. It's called Give Me That Wink? I think it's just Wink. Neil My goodness, guys. Thanks for sticking with us through this. Let's uh let's pump up the show for next week. Let's talk real quickly about the comedy accident show and I want to thank everybody. We had what, sixty or seventy people in that small venue over there? It was awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. We had a I lot mean, of fun. Thank you to each and every one of you for showing up there. Al, I think one thing that you and I both did and, and we all kinda did. We all stepped into characters that we'd never played before. We brought back from show some shows from probably what? Oh yeah. Uh, we brought back some some characters from shows that, that we each played a different character in that we yeah. had never played before. And I got to tell you, my friend, I I honestly think that we did just a a, a darn uh, a darn fine job with it, man. And I really enjoyed seeing uh, Godrail. What's that? Godrail. Did you really? Yeah, I thought that was a. Re- I thought you guys were awesome. That, I, uh, I went into it, and you know, when I first suggested redoing it, uh, or well, Patrick suggested redoing it, and then I kind of suggested, well, hey, I'll jump into that character. I didn't remember that we had done it with Patrick playing the part. It wasn't as though I meant any offense to him by like just putting myself in. I just didn't. I was like, hey, I'll jump into that one. I was like, I'd like to see Al jump into this other part. Yeah. But uh, Eric really drives that scene. Oh, that's it's Eric's all about scene. reacting sure. it, and Eric just rocks Godrail. Yeah. Uh, we did it early on in the show, and it's a lot of fun. Um, you can look it up on our, on our YouTube page if you want comedy accidents. But. but it's one of those things where if you guys don't sell what he's doing, nobody's going to buy. Fair. So, I mean, you guys well, are the salesmen there, and uh, I thought you, did, you guys did a great job enhancing Eric and making well, the scene work. And, and for well, our listeners who don't know, the scene basically is... Yeah. Uh, two stoners are in a car. They get pulled over. They're in Boston, and Eric plays the cop, and you can't understand what he's saying because he has a thick Boston accent. Get out of the car. Right. They right. say uh, Godrail, and that's that's the name of the scene is Godrail because well, yeah, he says, he's trying he, to say guardrail. Yeah, there's a few other ones he used, and one of them is sit on the Godrail. And then uh, the the other characters in the scene are like, what What do you mean? Is is God real? And he's like, get on the Godrail. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's silly. It's nothing that we can recreate here over the uh, over the microphones on the show. But it, it, it's a good time. And then we do a scene called Dinner Back that is a family scene. Uh, 
the the character originally done uh, by by uh, James in it, and and he did he did a, a wonderfully magnificent job. Uh, Eric, Patrick, and Casey are in it as well. Casey plays the mother, and the two sons are Eric and Patrick. And I'll tell you, man, Al stepping into that role, it's it's a tough thing to do. Because we all, and yourself included, really enjoyed the way James did it. I, oh, I love James. I, I just, I all I did was rip James off. So I don't. Thanks, James. I wouldn't say that. I mean, there were some parts of that that you brought something new to it, and the way that it started out was very. It, it was, it was a different story. People weren't completely scared of you the whole time, and I enjoyed what you did with the character. Well, thank you. I, I think that. you gave it exactly what I thought you would, and, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Anyways. Great show the whole way through. A great audience. People enjoyed it a lot. Uh, yeah. The Underground Lounge, 952 West Newport Avenue. We'll be back there. Well, hell, we'll be back there in a couple uh, couple six weeks. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. All right. Well, it's been wonderful doing this show with you. We, uh, uh, we talked about some sensitive issues tonight, so I, I, thanks for hanging in there and... Uh, uh, I hope maybe, uh, you know, it's nice just having conversations. And we'll do this again next week. And next week, it's going to be the draft. It's going to be the NFL. And uh, just remember, everything we say is said with a little bit of a wink. i got to tell you, I appreciate the show that we did tonight. I woke up this morning. My head yeah, this is it. It's just a live one. Different. Yeah. This is Neil McCoy right. doing Wink. I'm sure my buddy uh, Ray Stevens probably has a couple Neil McCoy stories. You and Ray, man. Good guy. Morning guy at the country station. Maybe. Anyway, thanks as always for listening to the overtime. Uh huh. There's going to be a lot of draft content next week, and I, I can't wait to have you on. At Larcher Lawrenton on Twitter, tweet us all of your opinions and whatnot. We, we don't judge. We won't, we won't kick you off Twitter for it. No. Al, aren't you happy? I we're, not, judge, we're not kicking anyone off Twitter for I it. I judge people based on their actions, not their words. That's the Larcher way. Larcher than life, he is Al Larcher. And I'm Clark Lawrenson. Where is Clark? On Twitter. Thanks. Everybody clap your hand like this. Oh, yeah. Neil knows how to work a crowd. By telling everyone to clap their hands. That's right. Listen to that crowd. I'll remember that at the next Comedy Accident show. You do Just it. ask everybody to clap their when hands. When you me. come out and be like, comedy ass show, right, everybody, clap their hands. Everybody together. Wait, are you ready for this? I can probably do it. All you gotta do is put a drink in my hand. Same song. Yeah. It is. Oh, these kids have no idea. No. Good night. Good night. All she's got to do is just...